between the life we see and the world we dream, there are stories when they are told. Nightmares become imagination. So please. <laughs> Thomas, you aren't. Hello to the guild. It's that time of the week again. So let's get this bitch started. <laughs> Welcome to the Dim Light Anxiety Podcast. People call me Giggles, which I'm sure you'll be able to figure out. I don't take much seriously, but that just only makes scary stories more enjoyable. Fair warning, my two co-hosts, Peter Pan and Shadow, my cats, <laughs> are more active today than usual. They just settled down, which is why I started recording, so hopefully they choose to continue sleeping. On this podcast, I present the stories of overactive brains hell-bent on scaring us. Imagination is a terrible thing to waste, so I want to hear what you have to say. From Campy to, please tell me that noise is just the voices in my head scary. (laughs) I want to hear them all, because you do. I guess that really only leaves us with one question. What's your story? As always, stories can be submitted to dimlightanxiety at gmail.com. Today we have another one of my twisted tales. This one is about jealousy and the fire that exists between two conflicting personalities forced to live in a confined space. Chrissy has found out something horrible about her husband. But is it worth her actions? You decide. Submitted for the approval to the guild with dim light anxiety, I call this story. The Tale of Crossed Smoke Signals Chrissy woke after one of her nightmares in a sweat. She rolled over to touch her husband, but realized he once again wasn't there. It had been a month of consistency, and she was trying not to jump to any conclusions. His spot was still warm, so he must have just gotten up. She was just overreacting from the bad dream. She looked around their studio apartment and didn't see him. He he probably couldn't sleep and just didn't want to disturb me. And now I'm talking out loud to myself like a crazy person. Anthony will be back. She couldn't get back to sleep, however, and lied there staring at his side of the bed. 2 a.m. turned to 6 a.m. And she knew... He wasn't coming back until later today. He promised he had stopped, and even as he said the words, she knew she couldn't trust him. She threw his pillow against the door and punched the mattress repeatedly until she could come to terms with what she had to do next. The plan was already in motion, which is why she asked Anthony to seal the windows for the upcoming storm. Winter was upon them, after all, and 
She hoped he would slow down because of it. That the less flesh women showed, maybe the less temptation he would feel. But it just doesn't work like that. She knew when she finally moved to the kitchen, she would find the same note he always wrote. I had to go into work early. I'm sorry, bloody, bloody, blah. This time, it even included an I promise. That did it. I'm convinced, she thought sarcastically. She lit a joint in the corner of the note, watching it get closer to her fingers until she had to throw it into the sink. She took a long drag, exhaling like normal oxygen and not a cloud of smoke. She began to get the wood together, making sure it was still damp. Their wood-burning stove was perfect for nights like this and the meal she had planned for them. They didn't have a lot of money since they moved out to Portland, and with the raise and rent, they could barely afford the studio they lived in now. A wood-burning something was her only request, so they could save some on electricity. This complex was the only one with stoves in every apartment, and that was the end of the list of its positive qualities. She found the hair last month, and her whole world unraveled. She was even prescribed sleeping pills to help with her nightmares, but that didn't do much for the waking hours. She saw him pull further and further away from her, afraid of her unraveling, scared she may expose his secrets. But she found the proof right there, tucked into a tear in the corner of the mattress, locks of hair, so many different colors and textures she couldn't bring herself to count. How could he do this to her? How could she still love him knowing what she knows? She took her frustration out on the bread. It was so stupid to think he had changed. She flipped on the TV, annoyed hearing the voice in her head. Breaking news, Sue Kelly, better known as Kelly Starr, has gone missing. She was last seen leaving the Frisky Bunny around 2 a.m. last night with the recent string of murdered strippers. We have all the resources out there looking for her. Our hearts go out to her family. Chrissy's ears perked up. She used to work there before Anthony married her. In fact, that was where they met. Why did he choose her out of all the girls to marry, to make an honest woman out of her? He insisted she leave her job, even though they needed the money because he couldn't stand the idea of another man's hands on her. It was the only time he had gotten physical with her. He grabbed her wrist and pushed her against the wall. He didn't know her resistance was just an act, 
she was ready to leave because women, her friends, her co-workers had just started disappearing. It unfortunately didn't change her reaction. Christy as a child was physically and emotionally abused relentlessly by both parents. Now, whenever someone touches her negatively, she blacks out. When she came to, Anthony had a broken wrist and promised to never lay a hand on her again. She didn't want to pick at scabs by asking the exact details of what happened. She figured she was just not meant to remember some of her darker actions. Hopefully for her own good. She made herself a quick drink. She didn't want to be too sober for this next step. He knew she thought he was cheating, but didn't know she knew the truth. She knew he picked the frisky bunny because he thought it would be a private joke to himself. Not knowing, she saw his finger pointed right at her. So, she's next. She knew this was coming. The bastard. She downed her drink and made herself and Anthony another drink. She added three sleeping pills, her last three, to his drink. This was her only chance. She sat motionless, staring at the stove, the fire roaring, holding their drinks as the pills dissolved. Anthony burst through the door earlier than she expected. He was happy. Of course he was happy. He was always happy after a, um, a night out. She quickly realized the pills were still slightly visible, and she couldn't take the risk of him noticing. He took her in his arms and kissed her. She moved them to the counter and put the drinks down, then plunged into the kiss deeper. Her fingers went for his pants, though trembling slightly, unbuttoned them. She figured they may as well have one last time, a goodbye, and let him devour her nipples. Laying naked, exhausted, intertwined, Chrissy handed him his drink. They clinked glasses, and without hesitation, he downed his in one gulp. That was quick. I hope you're not talking about the sex. He nipped at her ear as she tried not to pull away, tried to not enjoy it. <laughs> no, the drink. Well, I needed one after seeing the fire in your eyes as you bounced on top of me. Her eyes went cold and her smile dropped. What's wrong? I know what you really did last night. 
I promise I was working. There wasn't, nor will there ever be, another woman other than you. I don't know where this jealousy is coming from, but it's not your most attractive side. Chrissy gulped back vile as she pressed herself for the next move. The smoke beginning to sting her gray eyes, she decided this time, finally, not to take his bait and remained focused on the task at hand. I'm sure that's what you call it, work. I know you're not sleeping with them, or or maybe you are. I don't know, and it's the least of my cares right now. I don't want to know the explicit details. I honestly don't want to know any of it, or more, I don't want it to be true, but it is, and I feel like I know too much about it already. You're rambling again. What do you know too much of? His dismissive attitude made her even stronger. She felt like she grew even taller as she leaned over him and brought her voice low and calm. I know you're beginning to get sleepy. I know you shouldn't fight that feeling. I know why it's beginning to get very smoky in here. Do you know the answers to any of these? Anthony's voice began to slur. What did you do? Shush, shush now. That's it. Give in. Let the weight of it all bring you down. I know. You killed them. His eyes rolled, fighting so hard at the last comment before the drugs took over. Chrissy continued as if he was still active. I know you collect their hair as some sort of prize, I know you killed him. She screamed, then brought her voice back down again. I also know you will not live to do it again. I can't let you, so. <laughs> I clogged the pipe to the stove, so it just looks like a horrible accident. The stove creaked in response. The carbon monoxide killed you, not me. Hush now, I'll hold you. Probably more kindness than you deserve. But I can't stop loving the man I thought you were. She wrapped his limp body in her arms and kissed his forehead, then watched as his eyes closed. He let out a little cough, and she swooned. How could a monster be so cute? Ugh, I know I wrote this. But sometimes my characters really annoy me. Get the fuck out of there, you sentimental bitch. 
he's crazy, you won, now run like your life depends on it. Because it does! Ah, okay, here we go again. Oh shit! <laughs> what the fuck was that noise? <laughs> oh, oh god, <laughs> oh my god, my cat just jumped on me! <laughs> Oh, she really has a way with timing. Oh, my nerves are completely shut. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. Put on me must, I guess. Ooh, okay, come here, kitty. Hold me. <laughs> Her eyes flashed open. She, she must have fallen asleep. How could she? She had to collect the evidence so those women's families can find peace. She stumbled for his side of the bed, bumping into the table and knocking over a photo of them on their honeymoon. She picked it up, inspecting the frame, but now she saw it was a picture of only her in front of the Eiffel Tower. She didn't realize he had changed it. Trying to focus on the photo made her feel so dizzy. She threw up on the bed. She was so desperate to see through the fog in her brain and eyes. But looking around, more than just the photo was off. Anthony was no longer in the room either. What's going on? She must have taken the wrong drink. But how did he switch their drinks? Where are his slippers that he al she always trips over? Where the hell did he go? Focusing again, she went to grab the hair out of the bed, but instead slid down the side. She had lost. How could she even prove they were his, not hers? She just didn't know how he knew she had poisoned his drink. Or how he switched them. She was so weak. She could no longer raise her arms to lift herself up. The smoke from the wet wood filled her lungs. She allowed it to carry her back to sleep. Knowing this was the last time she would close those eyes. Her plan embraced her. She left the world in one of her nightmares. As the fire exploded from the stovepipe when the pressure caused it to split from the top. She thankfully wasn't awake as the flames held her hand. They rose and ravished the rest of the building. The screams could be heard blocks away. Just not hers. Well, what did you think? Was it scary enough? Or better question, can you do better? Can you scare the laughter out of me? That one definitely takes me for a roller coaster. I do want to say, however, being mentally abused can mess with a person's sense of worth. I am honestly proud of the woman in the story for even trying to rid the world of this evil. But... Be sure to stick around, though, because there is still a twist to haunt your dreams. Now for the details. Any piece entered to be used on this podcast is agreeing that we can use 
that story for this podcast as we see fit. All rules and regulations are signed are up on the website, which is dimlightanxiety.com. That's dimlightanxiety, which is the name of the podcast, dot com. <laughs> All the social media I use is also posted on the website. Uh, the most active one I'm on, however, is definitely the Dim Light Anxiety business page on Facebook. There you can also get weekly writing prompts to help with any inspiration you may need. Once inspired, please submit your entries to dimlightanxiety at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, like I said, it's all up on the website. (laughs) And one last bit. If you enjoyed today's episode and hope to hear more, please give me a like, follow, and five-star review on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you listen. As always, I had a scary blast. Oof. Well, that might not have been the most considerate word choice now that I think about it. (laughs) Anyway, I hope to look forward to next week. Here's the final haunting I promised. Breaking news. In a tragic accident today, Chrissy Everett, a single young lady living alone in her apartment, fell asleep in front of her stove, becoming a mass murderer in her sleep. Her stove, reportedly unrealistically clogged, caught fire, burning the entire complex down as well. Twelve people have been reported killed, with eight injuries and three in critical danger. Her apartment was on the bottom floor, trapping in the majority of tenants. I was just handed this note. Witnesses say they often heard arguments coming from the apartment, only to find when they knocked, she was the only one there. They also report her often referring to a husband they never met. The investigation is just beginning to look into this to see if it has merit to the accidental fire, if it was an accident at all. We will continue with updates as soon as we get them. Our hearts go out to all those harmed by this horrific event. In other news, it seems the stripper killer has struck again. The police have finally found Sue Kelly today, aka Kelly Starr, murdered and left in the harbor, a lock of her her hair missing, just like the other victims. This brings the total count to 31 known victims. We plead the police force to please find this killer so we can feel safe in the streets again. Years later, two kids dare each other to get closer and closer to the burn site finally finding themselves on top of what was Chrissy's apartment. The whole area grew completely silent, except for a tiny voice they swear they heard in the distance. Did I do that? (laughs) Oh, I can't help myself. The end.
I declare this meeting of the Guild with Dim Light Anxiety closed. Until next time, creep it real. This podcast does not condone any physical harm on yourself or others. These are fictional stories intended only for entertainment. <laughs>